0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Mind over Macros podcast as always. I'm your host Mike Milner. Today was a fun episode for me. I went in on challenges, just in general. Like why are challenges so appealing and what are the challenges with challenges? Um so a little meta, you know, talking about the challenges with challenges. Um anyway, We also have our neurotyping challenge, which is open for enrollment, and it's totally free. I do want to tell you that if you are going to register, be ready to commit, be ready to fail, be ready to fall down and pick yourself up and keep moving forward. Be ready to think differently. Be ready to get uncomfortable. If you are not ready for those things, please do not sign up. Only if you are ready to fully commit to yourself to think differently, to get uncomfortable, to fail forward, then absolutely join us. Totally free. No credit card required. Nothing other than, I think, just your name and email. Um, You can go to neurotypechallenge.com and register. It will probably be open until Friday. Um, Sometime around Friday, we're going to do the kickoff call on Sunday, September 5th. I believe that is the date. Sunday, September 5th will be the kickoff call. Um, Yep. That will be at eight o'clock at night Eastern time. So if you do register, make sure you're able to make that call. Otherwise you'll have to catch the replay, but it's much more effective to let me speak some truth while we're live together. But anyway, um, if you're interested, you can register neurotypechallenge.com. This was a really fun episode. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Please let me know if you enjoyed this. You know, hit me up on Instagram, shoot me a DM. It's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, or take a screenshot, post it to your stories and tag me. The best thing that you can do actually is share this episode with a friend and then tell them that you want some accountability going through the challenge together. That is a great way, like find somebody to hold you accountable, even though you've got access to our team and the group coaching calls that we do and everything that we offer in the challenge. It's a lot more fun if you've got people that you know who are doing it with you, where you're in it together, absolutely send it along, send them this episode, tell them to join the challenge with you, and we could just make it a big party with the whole pop fam. So without further ado, guys, enjoy the episode. All right, what's going on, everybody who is tuning in on the podcast? Welcome Mind Over Macros listeners. I appreciate you guys. I am doing a podcast right now and a Facebook Live, as you should already know, every Monday, five o'clock Eastern in the Facebook group, the personality diet and neurotype training. Why aren't you in there? If you're not in there, why? If your answer is because you don't have Facebook, that is totally valid. And I respect that. If you have Facebook and you're not in the group, then we've got beef. Now we got problems because you should be here. Um, so anyway, I'm talking about challenges and I'm, I'm actually, it's funny. This episode is going to be titled, The Challenge with Challenges, because there's a lot of issues that I have with challenges. While I'm recording this, and while I'm live right now, we just opened the door for another neurotyping challenge. So I'm doing an episode called The Challenge with Challenges while I'm opening the door for people to register for our challenge. Is that not the most meta shit you've ever heard? Um, This is like the most meta episode ever on the Mind Over Macros podcast and in in the Facebook group, but it needs to be done because I actually have a long and dark history with challenges. And for the longest time, I was the most anti-challenge person ever. If I saw that word, I would cringe. And still a little bit, I I have a little bit of PTSD when I say the word challenge. There's like this, this back of my brain spot that just, it's like, don't forget, don't forget where you came from. And I always like, just anytime I would see somebody promoting a challenge, I would cringe. I was so against, I, I wouldn't even look into what the program was. If I heard it was a challenge, I was just immediately against it. And the reason is because of my own personal experience. So we all operate with our own bias. I'm no, I'm no different. I'm biased. I'm admittedly biased. We're all biased. We see the world through our own lens, which is colored through our beliefs and values and experience and how we're raised and all of these different things, that's how we see the world. It's through our own lens. And when I first got into fitness and nutrition and I wanted to lose weight, I joined a challenge. One of the first things that I did, I had gone through a couple other programs that weren't successful. And, and by <laughs> unsuccessful, I mean, I lost a lot of weight and gained it all back. That is by its very definition, unsuccessful. I know that sometimes we get confused there because we're like, oh, I had a lot of success with this program. I lost 50 pounds. And then, you know, I gained back 60. That's not successful. Just because you lost 50 doesn't mean that it was successful if you couldn't keep it off. You didn't learn anything, it wasn't sustainable. So it wasn't successful. So I had tried a couple programs, lost a bunch of weight, gained it back. And then I got into strength training, which was a a pivotal moment for me. Finally found something that I enjoyed doing on the training side of things. I I realized that I didn't have to cardio myself to death. And there was this opportunity that was presented to me. And it was this new year, new you challenge at at a gym, at the gym I was going to. And I was all excited. I was like, this is it. This is the thing that I've been waiting for. Now finally I'm going to put all the pieces together. I just needed some direction. I've got the training in line. I just needed some direction with the nutrition. So I jump in all in my crazy ass personality. I'm obsessive. I'm a perfectionist. So I get the I'm on like the the challenge kickoff call and the guy's going over all the stuff, all the rules of the challenge. He's going over like the exact meal timing and the exact way to do everything and tells us that we're going to get this grocery list and we have a, a list of foods that we can eat, a list of foods that we can't eat, and I'm just all in. I'm I'm so just, I'm ready to go. I'm following everything to a T. And really that challenge, where I, I made significant progress physically, um, developed a horrible relationship with food. That kickstarted my terrible relationship with food, my disordered eating behaviors. It um, really kind of threw fuel on the fire of hating my body. Like I was already in a place of trying to hate myself lean. And this was just like the the kerosene that just blew it all up and terrible relationship with exercise, terrible relationship. It, it just really set off like my, my mindset in a, in a dark place. Um, very obsessive, very stressful, not a good place to be. And so I think back to that because I... Carried that challenge into a bout of orthorexia, um, and then just really being like hyper focused on clean foods and having this good versus bad food mentality, and you should eat this and can't eat this, and all of the the fucked up things that were going on in my head. I, I kind of always reflect back on that challenge as like the spark that that lit the fire. So, like I said, I, I had this bias, I had this this struggle because. It wasn't just that one experience. Um, I had participated in another challenge after that. Most importantly, the gym that I was going to got into challenges. And, and by the way, I am not sharing this to criticize anybody or say that like anybody is at fault. This is so prevalent in the, in the fitness space. Most gyms operate with the challenge framework. Like most gyms, do this. If you've ever been at like a local, either like CrossFit box or just like a, a privately owned gym, or even some of the big box gyms, like they they run challenges frequently. So this is not me throwing shade at anybody. But the gym that I was going to would run these six week challenges, and the objective was if you lost twenty pounds in six weeks, um, you would get your money back. So you would put up, I don't know how much it was. Um, at that time I was like way under eating, like the smallest I had ever been and was like emaciated, looked terrible, still hated my body. So I didn't have 20 pounds to lose, um, at that point, but they would do these 20 pound challenges. You pay a certain amount. If you lose the 20 pounds, you get your money back. If you don't, you don't. And that was kind of the nature of it. And the, the problem that I had was I started to see the same people. Over and over and over again, signing up because they would lose 20 pounds or whatever, and they would gain it all back. And then they would sign up for the next challenge and they'd lose a bunch of weight and they'd gain it all back. And then they'd sign up for the next challenge, and this would go on. And I would see people who were like 10 challenges deep and still didn't look any different. And then when I left that gym, I would follow up and see people who were worse off than when they started, the same people going through the same rinse and repeat cycle of restriction, all these different rules of of, of never learning, right? Never learning anything sustainable. It was just, here are the rules, here's the framework, go follow it. If you do this, you'll lose the weight. And then there was nothing to keep it off. There was nothing in terms of sustainability. There was nothing in terms of habits, lifestyle. None of that was taught. Nothing about mindset, nothing about your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, your relationship with exercise none of that was covered. So these people would continue down this, this path. And it was so upsetting to see, and it was really frustrating. Um, and that was why I developed a horrible relationship with challenges. I hated the word challenge. I just couldn't stand it. So when I went off and you know left that place and started to do my thing in the industry and try to find my own way, I always like had that PTSD of Anytime I heard the word, anytime I saw a challenge promoted, anytime somebody was like, Yeah, I'm thinking about doing this challenge. What do you think? And before I would even look at what it entails, I would just immediately shut it down. So I was pretty closed minded. And uh, eventually um, I came to grips with the fact that I am operating with an immense bias and that I should probably address it and come to grips with it and stop letting that word have so much power over me. And just like you know, we preach about not letting food have control over you. It's just food, right? When you, when you think about it, it's, it's food, right? It doesn't have control. It can't do anything to you. You're always the one in the driver's seat. And I started thinking about, it's like, it's just a word. It really doesn't mean anything. It's just a word. Why am I letting this word have such a deep, profound meaning? I'm providing it that meaning. I can take it away. I can strip that away and I'm still in the driver's seat. So I started to think about it and I wanted to do things differently. I was like, you know what? I have real life experience here about what doesn't work, but I also know that challenges are almost perfect for human psychology. What I mean by that is the structure of challenges align so perfectly with the way that our brains work. It's almost scary because we need certainty We crave that certainty. We crave predictability. We like to know the starting point. We like to know the end point. And we like to know the expected result. And a challenge provides that. Now, the challenge with challenges is that there's actually no finish line. When we're talking about fitness, nutrition, health, all the goals that we're trying to accomplish, you don't just cross the finish line and then everything is magically... Over. It's not like you did it, you won the game, and now you just coast and ride off into the sunset. It doesn't work like that. Logically, we know that, but it still plays so much onto our, our psychology, the way that our brain works, that we're, we gravitate towards these things where there is a, a definitive timeline. Like, you know, absolutely, when you sign up for a challenge, you know the start date, you know the end date. And you have a really good idea of the expected result. It takes a lot of the uncertainty. Our brains hate uncertainty because, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, things that were uncertain were a threat to our survival. So we seek out that certainty, that predictability. That's why staying in your comfort zone is so easy. It's hard to step outside of that. It's hard to step into the unknown. It's And a lot of times we avoid taking risks or making a change that we know is necessary because that's how strong our comfort zone is. It's, it's warm and fuzzy and cozy and it's known, it's predictable, that routine. We know what's coming. So it's very difficult to step outside of that. So we know that logically there's no finish line, but with a challenge, it gives us what our brain craves in terms of a, a definitive finish line. And we're like, all right, well, I'm just gonna do that and then once I finish, right, we have that finish line, then I will you know, continue from there. And that's usually the, the biggest issue is that there's no exit plan. Most challenges set you up and, and they kind of lure you in with what your brain desires. A start date, an end date certainty, and an expected result like the one I mentioned. Lose 20 pounds in six weeks, right? So there's a very clear expectation. You're going to lose 20 pounds. It's going to be six weeks. That's like a a psychology. That's like your brain's wet dream. Your brain wants to know exactly what the expectation is. Um, And so you have that and it lures you in, but then there's a whole bunch of restrictive rules. There's a whole bunch of things that you have to follow, which because of the way that we're wired, we're okay with that because we know the timeline, right? If I were to tell you that you can never eat carbs for the rest of your life, you're like, uh, no, fuck that. I like carbs. I'm not going to listen to you. But if I were to tell you, all right, for this challenge, for just six weeks, we're not. you're not going to eat carbs, you'd probably be like, all right, I can do that. It's just six weeks because that timeline is so important the way that your brain works. So this is the issue with challenges. It's like almost perfectly created for human psychology, but- it also sets us up for failure if it's not executed properly. If we provide a whole bunch of rules and restrictions during that shortened time frame, it's not doing anybody any good because you're not learning anything. All you're doing is blindly following a set of rules. That doesn't teach you anything. And then we we realize that when the end date hits and we're like, oh crap, I actually don't know what I'm doing now. And I sure as fuck don't want to continue this restrictive bullshit that I've been on for six weeks. So I'm going to go back to normal. And that is the classic transition. I heard this time and time again, when I was at that gym and people would finish the six-week challenge, and they'd be all excited. They'd be taking their after pictures. They'd be posting to social media. And then there'd be this big congregation in the gym. And it was like, all right, well, now what? It was like, well, now we get to go back to normal, right? And it's like, we get to go back to normal. So then there would be this, like, you know, people would go out to lunch. They would do their thing. They couldn't have alcohol. So that first drink hit different. And they were like, oh, I missed the wine. I missed the beer. I miss, I missed the fries. I missed carbs. I missed all these things. It's like, I can't, I'm so happy that I'm back to quote unquote normal. And then you realize that normal was the reason why you weren't where you wanted to be in the first place. And some of those habits have actually not been changed because it was only six weeks. So back to normal means back to where you started. Uh, and that is really the, the biggest thing with challenges is that when you hit that end date and there's no exit plan, most of the time, the way that challenges are structured is you end up defaulting back to the way that things used to be. So having witnessed this and, having, and knowing this about human psychology, my whole thought process was, what if we could actually create something that catered to the way that our brains work, where we have a definitive start date, we have a definitive end date, but we actually focused on the mindset first. And we actually established some core principles that build the foundation for success. That no matter what happens nutritionally or with training, that we know from a mindset standpoint that that is going to facilitate long term change. One of the things that I know to be true is that black and white thinking around food correlates very strongly. With um, struggling with your weight, so if you view foods as good versus bad, if you assign moral value to food, there there's a strong correlation between that and struggling with your weight so there's one thing from a mindset standpoint that we know if we can start to facilitate that change and remove that way of thinking that we're setting somebody up for long-term success. Another thing that we know is if we can. Reframe the perspective of failure, then we are setting somebody up for long term success. In other words, if I have an individual who views who's like afraid to fail, and because they're afraid to fail, they never really try, they never really change, or somebody who fails once and they think that that's like the end, it's the biggest deal in the world, and that's like game over, why even bother? That person's going to struggle for a long time. So if we can reframe failure, as a necessary stepping stone to success and what failure actually is, it's required. It has to happen. So everybody who has registered for the current challenge, um, for the neurotyping challenge and who did the last one and the one before, every single person gets the same lecture from me in the beginning and I just put it out there and I'm like, hey, guess what? Welcome to the challenge. You're gonna fail and it's gonna happen a lot. And guess what? That's okay. And that's actually necessary. And we need that to happen. And when those failures hit, you're going to want to default to your old way of thinking. And if you do, then you probably won't be successful. And you probably shouldn't have joined in the first place because we have to reframe failure. We have to understand that those things are going to happen and use them as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to keep moving forward. The most successful people in the world fail more often. They fail. More frequently than unsuccessful people even try. So let that sink in. So there's certain mindset things. It was like, you know what? If we can set that as the foundation, then no matter what happens nutritionally, physically, with with training, all that stuff's easy. That's really easy once we get the mindset in place. So if we could set that as the foundation and cater to the way that your brain works in terms of start date, end date, expectation of a result. Then we're on to something. So I kind of viewed it as like a personal challenge, of personal challenge, to uh, see if I could rework, or reframe, retool, whatever you want to call it, the way that challenges are done, and, and set the standard in a different direction than what we're so used to. We're so used to the hey, don't eat these foods for thirty days. Hey, work out seventeen times a day for seventy-five days. Um, you know, don't eat don't drink, don't do all these things, don't have any sugar, uh, fast for seven, all these things that like we're used to the restriction. And then all of a sudden somebody jumps into our challenge and they're like, all right, well, where where are all the rules? Where are all the things that I'm not allowed to do? It's like, that's not what we're doing here. So I kind of took it upon myself to see if we could find a better solution and really start to build the foundation. And it it went incredibly well right from the beginning. And, And look, we are... By no means perfect, we make a lot of mistakes, and again, just because we we live the same principles that we teach, we fail and then we learn and then we improve, and then we get better like that's we do the same thing that we ask of you, so we made a lot of mistakes the first time around, we adjusted, and now we've kind of found our stride where we've had especially the last challenge, a ton of success. Uh, this one is totally free, which brings up another psychological challenge because it's free, which means the barrier of entry is very low. Anybody can join. You can go to neurotypechallenge.com and sign up. And You don't have to pull out your credit card. You don't have to give me any money. You just get to sign up and you get everything. You get our whole challenge manual. You get all the nutrition protocols. You get all the training protocols, all based on your personality type, all based on your neurotype, you get to take the assessment, you get your whole plan, you get to join our group calls, you get to look at all like the different resources that we have on tracking and on food quality and on mindset and on habits and everything that we offer. And You don't have to pay anything. It's a low barrier of entry. So what that means is that you don't really have a lot of incentive to stay committed because it's free right? you know, There's no incentive. You haven't put anything on the line. You don't have any skin in the game. And this is admittedly something that I am experimenting with because we did change the format a little bit. So I'm kind of considering this more of like a beta test and, and that's why I'm doing it. But there's no skin in the game. And I'm saying this because you have to commit and you actually have to be ready to do the work. Just signing up, doesn't mean anything. If you're going to sign up and you're going to get all the materials and you're going to be like, oh, this is overwhelming. I'm not going to do anything about it. Then please don't sign up. If you are really considering joining, you have to be ready to commit. You have to be ready to think differently. You have to be ready. If, you if you're like, I don't know why Mike talks about mindset all the time. I just want to know how to lose body fat. Don't sign up. If you're like, I just need to get this weight off as fast as possible. Don't sign up. You should join if you're ready to think differently, if you're ready to approach things differently, if you understand that the way that you perceive food, your thoughts around food, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with exercise, your mindset, the stories you tell yourself, your perception of failure. If you know how important those things are and you believe that that is more important then the numbers, the physical stuff, any of that stuff, then absolutely sign up. But be ready to commit. Be ready to make a promise to yourself and follow through. okay? Because there's a risk involved here with me letting anybody join without any skin in the game, which is we have a reputation of, of doing some amazing things with our clients and through these challenges. And now it's just open. It's It's open season. Anybody can jump in. Now we are going to limit the amount of of people just because of a resources standpoint. We only have so many coaches and we want to make sure that we're able to do our best. But for the most part, it's kind of open. So I just want to make it clear that while it is going to be alluring because of the way that your brain works, because you're going to hear the 28-day, this is a 28-day challenge, the 28-day timeline, you're going to know there's a definitive start date, there's a definitive end date and it's free. It's going to be very appealing to just jump in. And I want you to just take a second and consider if you're ready to actually do the work. If you're ready to think differently, if you're ready to challenge yourself, if you're ready to get uncomfortable, most importantly, if you're ready to fail, you have to be ready to fail. It's a requirement. It has to happen. You have to be ready to fail and pick yourself up and keep moving forward. So I just wanted to, Make that known. If you are ready for all of those things, then absolutely you should join. You can go to neurotypechallenge.com. But I think it's cool to kind of break down the whole concept of challenges in general so you understand why you've probably gravitated towards them in the past, why they likely haven't been successful long term, and how to think about them differently. Let's just say you choose not to enroll, which is totally cool. If you're like, you know what, I don't want to register for this one. And then a couple months down the road, you get hit with some marketing material and somebody's trying to sell you a challenge. And you're like, ooh, that looks great. I should join that. And I just want you to take a second and and process what I'm telling you about why it's so appealing and what to look for. If you Know that there's going to be a whole bunch of restrictions that aren't sustainable long-term. Don't just think about the timeline of the challenge. Think about, well, after that, are these things that you're going to carry with you forever? Or is it something that you're viewing as, yeah, I can kind of suck this up for a short period of time? Look, don't get me wrong. There are absolutely times where you should test yourself in terms of, of what you're capable of. But so like, for example, a lot of people are like, you know what, I'm just going to stop drinking alcohol for 30 days just to see if I can do it. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is when you jump into a challenge and there's a, all these different rules and things you can and can't do, if you can't see yourself doing that long term, you should really think long and hard about whether that's the right path for you and what's going to happen when you go, quote unquote, back to normal. And that's really the biggest thing when I say the challenge with challenges it's, it's so appealing. It hits on this psychological trigger, but yet it can be really damaging if it's not done properly. So as always, the objective here is just to create more awareness so that you can make the best decisions for yourself. Um, I need to take a sip of water here. Starting to lose my voice when I get all fired up. Oh, by the way, I have this like beautiful concoction here. If you if you're on the Facebook group, you can see, um, I've been mixing a little bit of Organifi Immunity, uh, which is just like a powder that um, it's kind of like an orange flavored powder that has like zinc and vitamin C and all this stuff that you know is gonna help my immune system. Um, So. I just like it because it flavors the water and it's got great ingredients in there and it's an easy way to get in some, some vitamins and minerals. Um, and then I also put in a, a powder that they have that's good for, for digestion. Um, that's something that I've been focused a little bit more on personally to try and improve gut health and digestion. And um, I've, I've actually been a fan of Organifi for a really long time. Um, I should see if I can hook up a deal for you guys Um so that you can take advantage. Um, I will work on that, but um, I've got my little flavored water here. Um, I, I realized that I struggle with drinking plain water for some reason because I'll use like Organifi's green juice, I'll use their immunity and they're all different flavors. And then I also use like sometimes um if I'm going to work out, I'll use something like Celsius to to flavor the water. And I realize that the amount of just plain water that's not flavored in some way, I know it's probably not the best, but um, it is what it is. If that's my biggest problem, I think i'm I'm okay. But, um, I should see if I can kind of hook you guys up with that. I will work on that, and I'll get back to you um, anyway, not to get too sidetracked, but, um, yeah, so the biggest thing with challenges is the way that they're designed, they're structured in a way to create this allure because of the time frame, the expectation of a result, but they don't leave you in a good place afterwards. That's one of the things that we are really prioritizing. So, All that's to say with this current challenge that we're doing, we actually have a really strong exit plan where we're anticipating each challenge will build from the one before it, but will also be um, open for new people. So let's just say you choose not to enroll in the September challenge, but you want to enroll in the October challenge. You're not going to miss anything by going right into the October challenge, but if you enroll in the September challenge, you're going to have a really great transition into the October challenge because we're actually going to logically build off of that from a training standpoint and from a nutrition standpoint. So I'm really excited for that. And then it'll keep moving forward. So like November will build off of October and then December will build off of November. So again, like I said, this is kind of a beta test, which is why it's free. If you want a little peek behind the curtains as to why I'm doing this. Um, because it's a little bit of a beta test just to see how effective we can be with um, structuring things this way and changing the approach with challenges altogether um, and also having some sort of logical sequence so that we can help more people. Here's the reality. The best way for us to help everyone is for you all to join one-on-one coaching. That way I can guarantee results for every single person. That's easy. That We do that all the time. Our one-on-one clients who make that commitment It's always a win. Right. But that's not practical for every single person. I understand that. So I realized that not everybody has the financial means. Not everybody is in the right headspace or whatever might be going on. Um, I talked to two people today that were like it was no brainer. They should have joined coaching for whatever reason. They're like, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about it. Um, I can't you know, it is what it is, right? They have to make their own decisions. So um, I'm not I don't force anybody. I'm not a you know, I don't do any sort of hard sales, just here. do you want the results that we will get you or not? And then you have to make that choice. You know, it's it's like somebody who's really thirsty and I'm like, hey, I have this delicious water sitting right here. Do you want to sip or not? And they're like, nah, I don't think I want that water. All right, well, then maybe you shouldn't complain about being thirsty. Um, anyway, so the, the objective is, that we help as many people as possible. Ideally, it would be everybody can join one-on-one coaching, but I know that that's not practical. So this is the next best thing. If we can create a sequence where we're building off of each challenge in that way, we're allowing people who are, for one reason or another, aren't ready, aren't able. I don't care what the excuse or reason is, but I do want another option because I do want to help as many people as possible. That's the sneak peek behind the curtains. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing this one for free. It's a little bit of a beta test. But um, anyway, I'm done rambling. Um, you guys can make that decision if you're ready to commit. Absolutely do it. Neurotypechallenge.com. You can join. Um, I'm not sure in terms of like capacity when we're going to cut it off. Um, if you're listening to this, when it releases on the podcast, which would be Wednesday, you probably got a couple days. So I'm not I don't think we would go beyond Friday just based off of the numbers so far. But I will definitely keep you guys posted. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram. I'll post updates on my stories. Make sure you're in the Facebook group. I'll post updates in there. And of course, on the email list. Um, That's all I've got for you. Hopefully this was a cool episode. I thought it would be fun and very meta to do a episode talking about the challenge with challenges while we're opening up the doors for our challenge. Um, all right, guys, that's it for me. I will talk to you guys very soon.